This is the Bible Book Club, where each episode we dive deep into the only book written 2,000 years ago that can still change your life today. Welcome to the club! When last we left you in the saga of this fellow, Moses, this fellow we know, (laughs) he was trekking back up that mountain to give the Israelites a second chance at those 40 days, those fateful 40 days that first ended in a whole bunch of smashed tablets, but had a much better outcome the second time. Yes. And there are always second chances with God. All right, where are we now? I want you to zoom up with me to understand why this next portion is going to sound so similar to what we've already read. So we have completed the Ten Commandments. Remember, that's the moral laws and the Book of the Covenant, which was the civil laws. And we were learning the ceremonial laws when the calf happened. Back to law school. Yeah, we were in law school. Chapters 25 through 40 contain the laws of where and how to worship God. So where in the tabernacle and how with sacrifices and the Sabbath to worship God. Got it? Now, we are in chapter 35. There is a pattern and a purpose of chapters 25 through 40. The pattern of chapters 25 through 40 is this. Chapters 25 through 31, we already covered, outline the plans for building the tabernacle And the section ends with the Sabbath. Then, remember, we had just finished that when we have 32 through 34 chapters, the Golden Calf Rebellion and Reconciliation. It was a a rebellion and a reconciliation. Now, we move into 35 through 40, and the section starts with the Sabbath and finishes with the construction of the tabernacle. So remember, 25 through 31, tabernacle, Sabbath, then we have the calf. Now we're going to start with Sabbath, then tabernacle. Because of the golden calf rebellion, there is a stop in the middle of the ceremonial laws that forces Moses and the Israelites to reset and repeat the laws, this time putting them into action. And isn't that the same thing that happens in life? If you have a rebellion in your own life, <laughs> you, gotta reset. you end up having to go back, wait, let's take a pause. Things could have been trekking along just fine here, but now we have a little setback. Let's deal with this thing and let's get right, like get our hearts in the right place place so that we can then move forward. Exactly. All right. Here is the purpose of chapters 25 through 40. Again, we're zoomed out. We're kind of trying to figure out a lot of times we wander through the Bible and we think, oh, this is so repetitive, but there really is a a reason behind the repetition. And so I want us to make sure we get this. The purpose of chapters 25 through 40 is this. The calf rebellion and reconciliation is framed by the Sabbath. You have the Sabbath, then the rebellion, then the Sabbath again. The instructions on On the the Sabbath. Sabbath, Correct. This, This is not not a coincidence. The references to the Sabbath are connected to the tabernacle on both sides of the calf rebellion. As we discussed in episode 20, God is re-emphasizing that the tabernacle was a holy space. The Sabbath was a holy time. By building the tabernacle, a holy space, and setting apart one day in seven, a holy time, God is creating worship in space and time. It also is not so much a story of Israel's rebellion as it is a story of God's forgiveness. 
and Moses's role as mediator of the covenant. This is where Moses shines and not just from the afterglow of being in God's presence. Moses saved an ungrateful people from certain separation from God and not just by offering to work harder. He offered his life for them. A sacrifice of this magnitude we will not see again in the Bible book club for about seven more years of episodes. (laughs) Now, when Jesus gets here. Exactly. A number of perfection, seven, for when we study the sacrifice of perfection, Jesus, it is our prayer that you will still be with us listening to the end of the story in Revelations. That's why, I mean, I know people do it all the time, but reading the Bible in one year, it's really, I'm not really you sure how you get it. read the Bible in one year. People yeah. do it though. There's the I know, year long I know, I've done it. it. Just, I, I think that it, it's hard to really get what you're yes. supposed to get out of it. Yes. It's too hard. You're trying to race through it. Right. But understand the purpose here of these chapters. God is saying, you know, I have this holy space, the tabernacle I give you. Then I give you the holy time, Sabbath. Then you break it all with this golden calf. So we're going to start again with the Sabbath and then I'm going to let you build the tabernacle. It's a reset. They're resetting. All right. Today in this episode, we are going to have a unique Bible book club approach to these chapters for our discussion of chapters 35 and actually all the way through um, 40.5, half of 40. Almost every item explained in chapters 25 through 31 is repeated in chapters 35 through 40. In similar words, except that the verbs are mainly in the past tense instead of future tense. We are going to read every word again, because years from now when Bible Book Club has made it all the way through to the end of the Bible, we want to be able to say we read every word of the book. And you want to be able to say that you've read every word of the book. Yes. However, we are not going to repeat the detailed discussion of chapters 25 through 31 because you have heard it or can go listen to episodes 18, 19, and 20 for more understanding if you haven't. That means today we will discuss only the nuances and high points with a lot of reading of verses so that we can get back to our narrative because this nation, Israel, needs to get on the road to Canaan. And that won't happen until we have this tabernacle built and all the laws established. And that's not going to happen until Numbers 10. So we are going to, we are going to plow through this, listen, and at the end of it, know with confidence, you have heard every word of the Bible. And we're going back to law school. And we're going back to law school right now. Here we go. And here we go. Obey the Sabbath and build the tabernacle. Chapter 35, Moses commands the Israelites to obey the Sabbath again. Moses assembled the whole Israelite community and said to them, these are the things the Lord has commanded you to do for six days work is to be done, but the seventh day shall be your holy day, a day of Sabbath rest to the Lord. Whoever does any work on it is to be put to death. Do not light a fire in any of your dwellings on the Sabbath day. Now, remember, the purpose of the Sabbath is God's holy time for worship. God also made the seventh day, the Sabbath, the sign of the Mosaic covenant. The purpose of the tabernacle is God's holy space to dwell among the Israelites because God wants a relationship with the Israelites. And he wants a relationship with you too. Exactly. As I already mentioned, together the tabernacle and the Sabbath, by building the tabernacle, the holy space, and setting apart one day and seven, a holy time 
time, God was creating worship in space and time. Next, Moses commands the Israelites to contribute to the building. Verse 4, Moses said to the whole Israelite community, This is what the Lord has commanded. From what you have, take an offering for the Lord. Everyone who is willing is to bring the Lord an offering of gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and fine linen, goat hair, ram skins dyed red, and another type of durable leather, acacia wood, olive oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil, and for the fragrant incense, and onyx stones and other gems to be mounted on the ephod and breastpiece. Next, Moses commands the Israelites to participate in the building. All who are skilled among you are to come and make everything the Lord has commanded, the tabernacle with its tent and its covering, clasps, frames, crossbars, posts, and bases, the ark with its poles and the atonement cover and the curtain that shields it, the table with its poles and all its articles and the bread of the presence, the lampstand that is for light and its accessories, lamps and the oil for the light, the altar of incense with its poles, the anointing oil and the fragrant incense, the curtain for the doorway at the entrance of the tabernacle, the altar of burnt offering with its bronze grating. Its poles and all its utensils, the bronze basin with its stand, the curtains of the courtyard with its posts and bases, and the curtain for the entrance to the courtyard, the tent pegs for the tabernacle, and for the courtyard and their ropes, the woven garments worn for ministering in the sanctuary, both the sacred garments for Aaron the priest and the garments for his sons when they serve as priests. So you'll note, like I said, the tense here is past tense because remember the first time he said this, he's giving them instructions of what they're going to do. Um, and, And in this case, he's actually commanding them to go do it. And so then they go do it. Now, one nuance here is is that we read a a little bit more about this word willing. He says those who are willing to give, those who are willing to do things. The willing Israelites contribute and collect materials with this great emphasis on this was a heart thing if they were willing. God was not. You're not forced to do it. You're not forced to do it's it. It's at your it's, own free will. You know what? Your your faith is kind of shown in your actions. And that's what he's saying here. And but it is kind of special. Also, he says both men and women give again, intimating that, yes, we both. While a lot of the Old Testament talks to the men, God, God knows that women have hearts, too. And we have a love for him. And they willingly gave also. So this willing people, they get to work, get to work, people. get to work, people. Verse 20. Then the whole Israelite community withdrew from Moses' presence, and everyone who was willing and whose heart moved them came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of meeting, for all its service and for the sacred garments. All who were willing, men and women alike, came and brought gold jewelry of all kinds, brooches, earrings, rings, ornaments. They all presented their gold as a wave offering to the Lord. Everyone who had blue, purple, or scarlet yarn or fine linen or goat hair, ramskin, dyed red, or the other durable leather brought them. Those presenting an offering of silver or bronze brought it as an offering to the Lord. And... Everyone who had acacia wood for any part of the work brought it. Every skilled woman spun with her hands and brought what she had spun, blue, purple, or scarlet yarn, or fine linen. And all the women who were willing and had skills spun the goat hair. The leaders brought onyx stones and other gems to be mounted on the ephod and breastpiece. They also brought spices and olive oil for the light and for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense. All the Israelite men and women who were willing brought the Lord freewill offerings for all the work the Lord 
through Moses had commanded them to do. Next, Moses commissions Bezalel and Ohiliab, the chosen artisans for building that were mentioned already in chapter 31. Then Moses said to the Israelites, See, the Lord has chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, and son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and he has filled them with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver and bronze to cut the set stones to work in wood and to engage in all kinds of artistic crafts. And he has given both him and Olahab, son of Ashimach, of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach others. He has filled them with skill to do all kinds of work as engravers, designers, embroiderers in blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and fine linen and weavers, all of them skilled workers and designers. Chapter 36. So Bezalel, Oliab, and every skilled person to whom the Lord has given skill and the ability to know how to carry out all the work of constructing the sanctuary are to do the work just as the Lord has commanded. And I do want to say here, one thing I was thinking about it as I was reading through that section when they're talking about everybody bringing all the gold, mm -hmm. it's almost like the first time they brought all the gold, it was for not the right reason. Right. Now here he is, Moses teaching them, training them. This is how to bring the, the gold correctly. This is the heart posture you should mm -hmm. have when you bring it. Here's what you do with it afterwards. And here's how it's going to be blessed by God. And I think that's why we've heard the word willing so many times, because while yes, there was judgment and God purged them of a large number of people. Those who are remaining are all in. And and next we're going to we're going to see when you read that Moses commands the Israelites to stop contributing because there was too much. Like their hearts were overflowing. What and, a wonderful problem to have. Exactly. What, gosh, what would the world look like if we were like that today? Heaven on earth. Mm hmm. Verse 2 in chapter 36, Then Moses summoned Bezalel and Oliab and every skilled person to whom the Lord had given ability and who was willing to come and do the work. They received from Moses all the offerings the Israelites had brought to carry out the work of constructing the sanctuary. And the people continued to bring the freewill offerings morning after morning. So all the skilled workers who were doing all the work on the sanctuary left what they were doing and said to Moses, the people are bringing more than enough for doing the work the Lord commanded to be done. Then Moses gave an order and they sent this word throughout the camp. No man or woman is to make anything else as an offering for the sanctuary. And so the people were restrained from bringing more because what they already had was more than enough to do all the work. All right. So they've gathered all the stuff. Their hearts are in it. They've got the skilled workers and the tabernacle construction. The actual work on the tabernacle begins here. The order is different from the order of the tabernacle instructions in chapter 26, episode 18. But it's the same instructions. It's just now we're going to construct it in slightly different order. And we'll have a diagram in the show notes for you to be able to see. Yeah, so you can see what it looks like because we really went into a lot of detail about that, the symmetry and everything. So if you didn't listen to episode 18, I would. Verse 8, all those who were skilled among the workers made the tabernacle with 10 curtains of finely twisted linen and blue and purple and scarlet yarn with cherubim woven into them by expert hands. All the curtains were the same size, 28 cubits long and four cubits wide. They joined 
five of the curtains together and did the same with the other five. Then they made loops of blue material along the edge of the end curtain in one set, and the same was done with the end curtain in the other set. They also made 50 loops on one curtain and 50 loops on the end curtain of the other set, with the loops opposite each other. Then they made 50 gold clasps and used them to fasten the two sets of curtains together so that the tabernacle was a unit. They made curtains of goat hair for the tent over the tabernacle, 11 altogether. All 11 curtains were the same size, 30 cubits long and 4 cubits wide. They joined five of the curtains into one set and the other six into another set. Then they made 50 loops along the edge of the end curtain in one set and also along the edge of the end curtain in the other set. They made 50 bronze clasps to fasten the tent together as a unit. Then they made for the tent a covering of ram skins dyed red, and over that a covering of the other durable leather. They made upright frames of acacia wood for the tabernacle. Each frame was 10 cubits long and a cubit and a half wide, with two projections set parallel to each other. They made all the frames of the tabernacle in this way. They made 20 frames for the south side of the tabernacle and made 40 silver bases to go under them, two bases for each frame, one under each projection. For the other side, the north side of the tabernacle, they made 20 frames and 40 silver bases, two under each frame. They made six frames for the far end, that is, the west end of the tabernacle, and two frames were made for the corners of the tabernacle at the far end. At these two corners, the frames were double from the bottom all the way to the top and fitted into a single ring. Both were made alike. So there were eight frames and 16 silver bases, two under each frame. They also made crossbars of acacia wood, five for, for the frames on one side of the tabernacle, five for those on the other side, and five for the frames on the west. At the far end of the tabernacle, they made the center crossbar so that it extended from end to end and the middle of the frames. They overlaid the frames with gold and made gold rings to hold the crossbars. They also overlaid the crossbars with gold. They made the curtain of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and finely twisted linen with cherubim woven into it by a skilled worker. They made four posts of acacia wood for it and overlaid them with gold. They made gold hooks for them and cast their four silver bases. For the entrance of the tent, they made a curtain of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and finely twisted linen, the work of an embroiderer. And they made five posts with hooks for them. They overlaid the tops of the posts and their bands with gold and made their five bases of bronze. And as I'm reading this, I can just hear <laughs> Moses going, see, they can follow directions. I promise you they're going to do it right this time. And I just imagine that, okay, yeah, this is a really large camp. There's a lot of them, but gosh, these workers were busy bees. And I can only almost imagine like the kids running around and kind of watching the artisans and going, oh, what Learning. are they doing? How are they doing this? Learning. And this is the show. Creating these things would have been the show of the camp. And it's like, just like your kids following you around in the kitchen and learning right, how to make your right. prized recipes. But they must have been like, what are they making now? How are they doing this? I think it would have been so exciting for them because they did come through the calf episode. They did come through it all. And now they know, okay, God, let us build the tabernacle. You know, so we're really, we're really going to have this. All right, chapter 37 is where we're going next. And this describes the construction of the ark, the table, the lampstand, and the altar of incense. And it parallels what we read in chapters 25 through 27 and discussed in episode 18. All four of these items, remember, are made of gold because they will be placed in the most holy or holy place. Remember, if it was placed in the courtyard, it was made of bronze. The only new information we are given 
given is that Bezalel made the ark specifically and what a privilege that must have been. This next section in chapter 37 can be compared to chapter 25 verses 10 through 22. Chapter 37, Bezalel made the ark of acacia wood, two and a half cubits long, a cubit and a half wide and a cubit and a half high. He overlaid it with pure gold, both inside and out and made gold molding around it. He cast four gold rings for it and fastened them to its four feet with two rings on one side and two rings on the other. Then he made poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. And he inserted the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark to carry it. He made the atonement cover of pure gold, two and a half cubits long and a cubit and a half wide. Then he made two cherubim out of hammered gold at the ends of the cover. He made one cherub on one end and the second cherub on the other. At the two ends, he made them of one piece with the cover. The cherubim had their wings spread upward, overshadowing the cover with them. The cherubim faced each other, looking toward the cover. Next, we have the table, and it is almost word for word and can be compared to chapter 25, verses 23 to 30. They made the table of acacia wood two cubits long, a cubit wide, and a cubit and a half high. Then they overlaid it with pure gold and made a gold molding around it. They also made around it a rim, a hand breadth wide, and put a gold molding on the rim. They cast four gold rings for the table and fastened them to the four corners where the four legs were. The rings were put close to the rim to hold the poles used in carrying the table. The poles for carrying the table were made of acacia wood and were overlaid with gold. And they made from pure gold the articles for the table, its plates and dishes and bowls and its pitchers for the pouring out of drink offerings. Next comes the lampstand. And the description you can compare this to is in chapter 25, verse 31 through 40. I do remember when we discussed that. It's like 75 pounds of gold. <laughs> and Moses is like, see, they can do it right. <laughs> they can do They it. know how to use the gold. <laughs> verse 17. They made the lampstand of pure gold. They hammered out its base and shaft and made its flower-like cup buds and blossoms of one piece with them. Six branches extended from the sides of the lampstand, three on one side and three on the other. Three cups shaped like almond flowers with buds and blossoms were on the one branch and three on the next branch and the same for all six branches extending from the lampstand. And on the lampstand were four cups shaped like almond flowers with buds and blossoms. One bud was under the first pair of branches extending from the lampstand, a second bud under the second pair, and a third bud under the third pair. Six branches in all. The buds and branches were all of one piece with the lampstand hammered out of pure gold. They made it seven lamps as well as its wick trimmers and trays of pure gold. They made the lampstand and all its accessories from one talent of pure gold. The altar of incense comparison is actually in chapter 30. Like I said, a little out of order. Um, Verses one through six. But I'm in verse 25. They made the (laughs) altar of incense out of acacia wood. It was square, a cubit long and a cubit wide and two cubits high. It's horns of one piece with it. They overlaid the top and all the sides and the horns with pure gold and made a gold molding around it. They made two gold rings below the molding, two on each of the opposite sides to hold the poles to carry it. They made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. They made the sacred anointing oil and the pure fragrant incense, the work of a perfumer. And that is the end of chapter 37. Three more chapters and Moses is out of Exodus. What's a club without friends? 
If you're enjoying the Bible Book Club, why don't you share it? And then you can say, Welcome Welcome to to the the club. Club. New episodes drop every Monday and get all episodes now on Amazon Music. As always, head over to SusanMe.com slash Bible Book Club for show notes from today's episode. Bible Book Club is hosted by Susan Merrill and Heather Rubio, edited by Buck Buchanan, produced by Haley Mawatt.